1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Zone Time, everybody. I'm Julian. Caught this year. Avery from the City of Champions of Edmonton, also in the house, wearing the uh, Mountie fedora. What is that?
2: It's an Alpine Fedora, it's called.
1: Okay, all right. Great German Leon drysidel Yes, that is true. We'll get to Leon drysidel and the Oilers mm. in a moment. But Omar is here, and he looks inconsolable. Did you guys watch the last two episodes of In the Mentions? Dude was beside himself. If you're watching this episode, you're listening to this episode, <laughs> you know why you're here. The Leafs <laughs> failed to get out of the first round again. You know what, dude, Omar? Omar, dude yeah look at me okay i'm gonna let you grieve for you know to start off the show say what you want let your feelings out i'm gonna put myself on mute and i'm just gonna eat these here almonds and just watch you cook okay (laughs) is that okay because i feel like you need to get some stuff out because i can't handle you being sad and moping around and all that just let it out so we can talk about the leafs and what
3: the hell they need to do after this let's get that out the way all right you good yep yep um listen man um, if you followed on in the mentions live um <clears throat> you noticed my, my tone changed after the game six loss that that's the game six loss was where I started to get more a lot more pessimistic because for me I felt like that's what we needed to end it um and you know the, the whole the, the, the narrative I guess um, when it comes between like you know media and least fans is just – is this the same or is it different? Um, I for me it's different, but that's what makes it feel that's what makes it feel worse, if that makes sense. Last year was just pure anger, like what the hell? Like, how did you blow a 3-1 lead to to Montreal to Montreal? And then this year, it's just like this year. It, it it hurts more because it's like I I saw it you know like like when, when it was announced at least are facing Tampa everyone was like oh they're done they're done Tampa in three I, and it's like I saw it I, I saw I saw the potential and they proved it to us and they showed it to us. But again there were those games where you know they 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 shot themselves in the foot um but just like, yeah the the way game seven man went it's just it's tough, tough, tough way to lose. Tough way to lose. You know, that penalty happens. Justin Hall gets called for interference. They waved the goal off. And I immediately remembered game four because Ryan McDonough scored a goal that interfered with right with Morgan Riley right out right beforehand, but that wasn't called back, so whatever. So yeah, it's just like um it, it's different because because there was there their, they played their best they, they we they did what we wanted them to do and you know it's unfortunate that they, this was a series worth worth seeing in a conference final that we got in the first round and i think ironically we've seen a lot of teams fall victim to that like minnesota st louis no one's talking i don't think not many people are talking about um about that enough because those are two two top teams that's that was a series not that shouldn't have been in the first round but it was And it's been happening for, you know, the last couple of years now with the new playoff format that you're getting these, you know, two juggernaut teams or two strong teams, you know, taking each other out in the first round. Um, So it's just, it's, it sucks that the Leafs had to be involved. And now, you know, we end the season earlier than expected with the same question. What do you do next? And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Personally, I I think the, the big question is, do you run it back or do you make major changes? I, I think I think you run it back. I I think I think there are so many things that this Leafs team did throughout this year that we can't just. Well, they didn't let to win in the first round. That's it. That's we can't. Matthews played better. Marner Marner played better. Tavares had a better end end to this to the first round. Nylander showed up when the games were important. Um. So I I don't think we're at that point now. It do does Leafs manage to feel the same? I don't know, but. I think the the reason why it, it stings so much is because it's just like we we asked them to show up all the games they did for the majority of the time, but when it comes to elimination games, they have historically not shown up. Game seven has usually been their worst game, and it, it wasn't this time. So it's just it it sucks. It stings. I expected more tears. No, that 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 was that was after. So no, that was during and after. That that final zone time uh, in the mentions. Um, And I don't
4: mean
1: that
3: maliciously. No, 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 yeah.
4: yeah. I got you. I got you, buddy. I got you,
1: buddy. Anyway, uh, uh, Koth, do you want to say something? Uh,
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of going through it too in the sense that I'm like working through like what my reaction and thought process is going to be obviously writing the night of, talking to you on the Yahoo Sports Hockey podcast the next day, Julian. Now Mm -hmm. I'm left here today and I'm, uh, I got my way to the cap sheet uh, and I'm thinking about what, has to happen this summer, next year, based on the cap sheet. And I'm looking at Austin Matthews, number one on that cap sheet, 11 point whatever million dollars it is, with only two years remaining after this one. He's eligible to start negotiating a new deal next July. So let's say they run it back. Let's say nothing changes. Let's say they get to seven seasons of losing in the first round. And what that might mean now not listed on that con on that cap sheet is Kyle Dubas, who has just this year remaining. And of course he's not going to sign an extension this summer. How could that possibly be? How could you reward him despite the job he did with a contract extension this year? So next year, if they don't win, everything stays the same. They do run it back. You're going to be transitioning out of one regime to the next with the most important negotiation in franchise history, uh, start, uh, you know, about to get underway. I I just don't, you can't underestimate how important next year is. We knew that John Tavares last few years could be a little rough. Uh, and the fact that Austin Matthews contract comes up before everybody else and can start, they can start talking about it next year after what could be seven years of postseason disappointment. I mean, we could be trending towards something cataclysmic if we haven't reset all uh, that uh, already Um, next year is unbelievably important incredibly it's more important than what we just saw and yet they're going to have to make these decisions pretty quickly because once you meet the media after you're kicked out of the place the playoffs those things are kind of set in stone so probably no surprise that they took a couple days here to reset (laughs) before they had those end of season exit meetings Tomorrow's a big day. I mean, this podcast comes out on Tuesday. So we're going to, you know, it'll, we'll know at that point what, they, what the messaging was. But man, big decisions, maybe not even made yet, but uh, they're going to have to show something Tuesday morning. It's going to be uh, very, very interesting.
1: Avery, can I run an idea by you real quick? Because uh, Cuthbert brings up a really interesting point here. July 1st, 2023 is the first day where, when Matthews can start negotiating that extension with the Leafs if he so chooses and like I don't even want to get to a point where Matthew says you know what I want to test free agency and see if any of the big name markets are interested in my services. <laughs> Could you imagine if your are Sportsnet like a week or two before July 1st 2023 and you know everyone is interested in this whole Austin Matthews thing. What if you just did like a countdown clock on like all of your programming counting down the minutes and hours until it is time for Austin Matthews to be able to negotiate this extension. I know I, we like talking shop with media stuff. Do you think that's a good idea?
2: Why not? It would draw viewers in. It would draw eyeballs. There'll be actual real viewers wanting to know where he's going to go. He's going to stay in Toronto. He's going to go to New York or Los Angeles. I I say go big or go home. Make it a big spectacle.
3: What's the harm? Uh, what's the harm? The ha- the harm is to Omar. <laughs> that, 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 that's the harm. That, that, that's the harm. Because... Like, like it, are, are, are you kidding? You,
4: you, <laughs> no. I don't think this would, went where he thought it was gonna go. That that would no. take years.
3: <laughs> that would take years off of my lifespan. The long term stress of just seeing a cat. I get stressed out when they do a graphic of like when the, the last time like Tavares had like a five on five shot or whatever. That like uh, yeah, a, a countdown of yeah. when Matthews can hit free can hit free agency. Uh, no. I am being begging. facetious, sort of. Oh, I know. But I'm I being begging. serious. Do it.
4: I'm not really, I'm not <laughs> either, though. Like, I don't want to cause an aneurysm here. Oh, my but God. Why yeah, wouldn't Austin Matthews exercise complete caution. If next summer the Maple Leafs are bringing in a new Brendan Shanahan, a new Kyle Dubas, maybe a new Sheldon Keefe, why wouldn't he want to see the lay of the land when he's less than a year away or a year away from unrestricted free agency where he could call his own shot? Uh and get paid this year is so so big for the Maple Leafs. This summer is so so big for management. Uh, I don't even think we've scratched the surface on how deep this discussion can go. But isn't like, Matthews
3: at a sorry, like isn't Matthews at a point when it comes to organization where you literally just like hand him a blank check and say, like, what do
4: you want? But that might not be enough. I think he is. Oh. honestly, I think he mm-hmm. could write it. But like, if Tavares can't move through neutral ice anymore in the seventh year of his deal, right? And everybody else is already locked up and he doesn't believe in the people coming in or doesn't believe in the team anymore. I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to go. I actually think he loves being the, the biggest name in hockey in the biggest market. I think he does relish that, but like, man, they got to win or the belief is just going to dissipate and people are not going to be so convinced that this is the best place to be because honestly, everything else that this organization does other than win is gold standard. Like everything yeah. There's no, like, no one's stepping out of line. No one's making huge missteps. Everything that they do is perfect aside from their performance in the playoffs. It's, it's crazy, but this is the reality.
1: That is true, man. But, but I'm, I'm with you. Like, I don't think he's going to leave either. But if the New York Rangers come calling, for example, and they're willing to throw out all that bread,
4: you're not going to listen. The Los Angeles Kings. Who LA Kings would need a superstar to put that team Yeah, up. they just
1: yeah. went off a first-round series Andre loss. On Jake Kopitar money
4: coming up soon.
1: What? Are you kidding me? Like, a yeah. Toronto big market as it is, but LA? Are you kidding me? Why yeah. not go over there? Seems like Arizona is not a place you have to worry about him going, yeah. apparently. Do you I don't, know think, he, fun, I don't think
4: he wants to play for ASU.
2: You know what would be, would be fun? I know the contracts are in a mess. I know... It's tough right now, but if they can find a way through some sort of magic. It would be funny next year when he when his deal is up to see Austin Matthews as a Vegas golden knight. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'd quit. Can you imagine hockey incredible.
2: Twitter.
1: Oh my God. I'd quit. That would be the ultimate, like, oh my God. I'd Jack quit. Eichel and Austin Matthews on the same team. Done. I quit. Do you know how ridiculous that would be? Do you
3: talk? Don't let's not talk about Andrew. Your jersey,
2: Omar. Get your gold jersey, Omar. Get your Golden
3: Knights jersey, New Jersey, buddy. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me, okay? <laughs> listen to me. When the Leafs won that draft lottery and Auston Matthews became a Leaf, I told the story before. I ran down the street with my shirt off, saying, "We got him." Out of context, <laughs> it sounds pretty weird. It, yes. If, if this man leaves. I, again, and I think we we we've all kind of an agreement that you know he won't leave, but you know just just mm-hmm. really it's it's just furthering the fact that you know. I mean, he could. Is, it's furthering the 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 Julian Julian uh, Julian. I, I'm wearing sorry, black for sorry. a reason, Julian. I'm in mourning, Julian. I can't I can't have these. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't leave no, yet. The, Leaf, the Leafs just lost, just got eliminated, and we're talking about potential scenarios where Matthews leaving. Anyway, it's it's it's. We didn't even you know, get to Jack Campbell yet. Actually say here's the thing that one that one I'm okay with because I was actually kind of expecting slash ready for it. But yeah, is if, if there's any any reality or any universe where Matthews like walks away from free agency again, I don't think that would happen because I think he loves everything being part of belief. Man, is that tough? That's that would be gutting, like gutting for for not just the fan base, I think for the organization. So I think they do whatever they can, whatever they need to promise, whatever, whatever other business wants to throw them an endorsement deal or whatever, whatever they can do to promise um, that, you know, that there can be playoff success. I'd be, hey, look at Edmonton. They finally made it. That could be you.
4: We'll get to Edmonton yeah. in a minute. I, I just, I just I want know. to stick on I'll, this for a second. Yeah. I will just say, Connor McDavid, his performance, that could have been Austin Matthews. That easily could have been Austin Matthews.
1: We could have been in a situation where both Austin and Connor could have been out in the first round this year, and we would be having extensive conversations about what their futures could be for their respective franchises. I just want to offer this up with Matthews. Like, I could totally see a situation where ahead of free agency, like, MLSE calls up Drake and Justin Bieber and they say, okay, lock Austin Matthews in a room and hang out with him as long as humanly possible and do not let this man leave. Like, remember when, like, um, what was it DeAndre Jordan with the Clippers? They had that yeah. big meeting and they had the chair outside the door and they kept him from leaving. Like, if the Clippers were able to do that with him to keep him from going to Dallas, could you
3: imagine what Toronto would do to keep Austin Matthews? Can I say one thing? Of course you can. No disrespect. To Drake, I thought you were gonna say to DeAndre Jordan. But anytime, <laughs> yeah, any yeah, time, yeah, I get that. Disrespect to DeAndre Jordan. But any time, Any time Drake does something that's affiliated with the Leafs, we lose. Oh, when what this, if Drake wins? This, this is the Bieber ma- team. It's when Bieber this team. man put freaking Matthews on his story, it was a wild photo too. It was like a random photo of him in the dark. You
4: it is of, Like in bed. Dude, who, you dude, food, what? You can't be doing Why that after game that five. I, I wasn't for public consumption. I don't think you can't mm-hmm. be doing that after mm-hmm. game five. I don't know man. what the
2: man was doing, but that should have not have been on
3: IG. No, uh, that should not have be been there. That's a that's a Snapchat thing. You just keep it for yourself.
4: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, always next year. Okay, I think like the moral of the story is though, like win this this year's coming up is really really important and if nothing's going to change what does this team have to do uh i mean it feels like just margins work at the margins right like tinkering again the same way i guess you got to make a decision on jack campbell there's other guys maybe you could float out there but like it just seems like they have to run it back just like omar said i i don't know what the solution is to be honest if everything's just going to stay the same yeah. But another thing too, I think, and, and, and Justin, you could bring up a,
3: a, an interesting point at the beginning of the episode is that you have to look at the cap now. And when you have, it's, it's, it's a reality when you have that much money tied to four players, there's only certain amount of things you can do. And they have a lot of, they have UFAs, they have RFAs, um, you know, there's some changes you probably might, might want to make. And when it comes down to upgrading, like if you want to upgrade at that, at that um second line uh, left winger position, you're going to have to take away from a, from a, from an area. Um. Do you expect prospects to, to make a full run? Nick Robertson has been a player that you know these fans have been excited about, who have wanted to get an opportunity, but you know he's gotten games here and there. Is next year the year where he'll be given an opportunity to say, hey, you know what? We'll, we'll leave a spot for you, a training camp or whatever. It's up to you to fight for it. Um, do, we, do we go to free agency? Um, you know whatever. So I think there are a lot of spots where I think battles need to be need, uh, need that need to take place. Um, and I think more there needs to be more of an impact. I think throughout the league because it happens every year in the playoffs. There's always a player out of Wayne Simmons said at the beginning of the playoffs. It's a de- sometimes the depth players come out of nowhere and, and have a have a huge night. And you know again, no, no shade to the to the big four. They they came up. They had their moments. They it was not how it was last year where it was only Nylander and that and that's it. This year they all had their impact. But man, Nick Paul went off for Tampa. And Nick Cole's on the third line.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I thought going to the playoffs, Mikheyev, Angwell, I thought Mikheyev, like, law. So, like, so... Mikaev' like is that, probably gone. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, like, I think that's, that's where, that's maybe something you kind of target me. Um, where can we find those, like, those, like, random uh, heroes that can, you know, contribute when, when the time comes. Um, so maybe that could be an area.
1: You know, you mentioned Wayne Simmons. Uh, you know, now that he has more spare time, do you think he'd want to hang out on zone time with us? That'd be cool. Can
4: we, yeah. Why can not? That, can that I happen?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we get good. a start know.
4: on this show. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty good. I feel like he'd be a uh, he'd
4: be still a- got one more year with the Leafs. So I don't know how that's gonna work. Right? Yeah, I don't know how that's gonna end up. <laughs> at the very yeah. least, I don't know. It's, it's a shame, though.
1: Uh, uh, we don't want – oh, I thought you were going to say something. My bad.
4: I, I was just going to say, I think it's got to be uh, – I, I don't think you can be clutching at the prospects and draft capital as much as they have. Like, this year was like, okay, we're not spending anything. We got to be – we are a little reckless last year. Nick Felino, that all blew up in our face, you know, and saying Sandine untouchable and Nye's not going anywhere and N- Nimala and Hervonen, and all these guys like Nick Robertson. I mean, eventually you got to, like – really really go after it and if Kyle Dubas is finally back up against the wall which he should be with one year left on the deal and no assurances yet that he'll be back like it could be a full Alex Anthopoulos type of thing where he just goes after it and that might be the best thing for this team to really truly go after it emptying the clip next year in an effort to get a different result because that's really the only thing that matters
1: Cuth, you bring up a dick like Wow. Light bulb above his head over the, like in 2015, Alex Anthopoulos had his moment where he said, all right, I'm going all out and I'm making, I'm making the next step. And he got all those players and he gave James fans something to remember. Masai Ujiri with the Toronto Raptors said, all right, I'm parting with DeMar DeRozan. We're getting Kawhi Leonard. It turned into an NBA championship. Kyle Dubas doesn't have his Toronto GM moment yet. He doesn't have his Anthopoulos or Ujiri moment. He's going to have to do it next year or this off season. I don't know. I think this is the year he does. It. I understand the core as it, as is, is, you know, it's gotten them to this point and they've made a lot of growth, but there's a lot of first round losses in the rear view mirror that are going to be pecking up their brains probably forever. If it's not them, if it's just tinkering, something has to change in that core. I understand you might not want to move Sheldon Keith. And I understand Barry Trots might not be the best fit to replace. You have to at least think about it at the very least. Something has to happen. Like just running it back with the core. I can understand that they've made the strides they've made, but it's bordering on the definition of insanity.
0: Hmm.
1: It is. It is. You Look, you did the best you could against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And good on, good on the Leafs, they went to seven games against the defending Stanley Cup champions. But the Leafs also led after game one, they led after game three, they led after game five, two of those wins were convincing. And the third one, they came back when fans have been begging for for them to come back in games all year. Like they need some kind of player with killer instinct to finish off those games. That's the biggest thing that they need.
4: I, I think it's adding to the core, though. Right. Because I don't think they're going to win without I mean, maybe the Tavares thing can happen, but I don't think so. But I don't think they can win without the other three. So I think it's adding to that core and it's using those pieces you have like they didn't want to do the JT Miller thing. Maybe they couldn't because of the cap, but maybe they revisit that because they've been actually able to make trades with Vancouver. Maybe you just part with one of those prospects that they want to get a guy who's not going to replace Nylander but comes in and makes that second line miserable to play against. Because it yeah. that's one thing the Leafs aren't still, despite the presence of Kyle Clifford and Wayne Simmons, who didn't even get a lineup in the end. They're not hard to play against still. And the functionality and toughness and grit and want and all that, that a guy like JT Miller brings, maybe that fills in. And maybe that lets Tavares slide to one of the wings, which is, you know, where we might see him, played over the next couple of years i uh, i don't know I, I, again it's just there's so much to consider uh and it's again they kind of have to make some of those decisions like really soon so we'll see
1: yeah well unfortunately uh no more Leafs in the stanley Cup playoffs but we get the battle of alberta edmonton and calgary yeah.
4: we've we got we press, were worried Fox, Avery
1: too. yes so the second straight year in a row a member of zone time gets to cover a team looking to make a deep run in the Stanley cup playoffs. And they have a, a genuine chance at getting the honor of being Canada's team last yes. year as the Canadians could the Edmonton Oilers <laughs> be Canada's team.
4: Could Wait, it what be about Calgary? What about Calgary?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, look, I, we had it on Calgary? I, it could be Calgary too. It could easily be Calgary, but you know, Avery's here. He's repping Edmonton. There is a genuine chance. The Edmonton Oilers with Connor McDavid could be Canada's team if they I,
3: beat the Calgary. Can fans. I can I put a Knicks on that? No, you, you don't, don't want the Oilers. Omar? You don't want the Oilers or the Flames <laughs> to be Canada's team. What's wrong if with that? If the Leafs are in the playoffs, are the Oilers and Calgary fa- uh, fans should cheering for the Leafs? Come on,
4: no, but they're watching.
3: Oh, oh they're yeah, hundred. I'll watch. hundred percent. I listen. I I I think it's cool. I think it's sick. But again, like that that the the whole Canada's team thing that always like irks me because. People wouldn't cheer for the least if they're in anyway. If, you, if the
1: flames, if the flames win, I would love if the CN Tower was like decked in like flames red. It's gonna happen.
2: Could you imagine the Toronto sign at Young but Um Phillips Square in orange and blue?
3: It'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen. You know what? You know what? This I I promise. If if the Oilers make it out, make it all the way to the Stanley Cup final, or I don't know, I don't know when they start doing it, I I will go. I will get someone. To take a picture of me, just like staring at it, staring, <laughs> just like no, no words, no, just staring at it, because like, ah, oh, I get it, I get it, but stop, I get Avery,
1: it, Avery, Avery, yes, can student. you uh uh just give us the pulse of Edmonton, just the province of Alberta in general, at the thought of the Battle of Alberta actually happening, something that hasn't happened. As long as I was alive, maybe for everyone else, but not you know, me. Sure. Yeah, it'd
3: be the first time for me too. Cuff might be
1: the only one who was. Yes. Was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So so talk about the battle of Alberta, man. How empty are you for this?
4: Uh oh. you know, oh, I thought you were I thought you were talking about me when I was young. Well, I was, a, well, I, I Avery, was drunk yeah. on milk. Go ahead, Avery. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let Avery go first
1: and let Cuthbert who also has ties to Alberta, uh, also jump in. No, oh.
2: go ahead, Avery. Well, in this province, I think for the next 10 or so days, it'll be all out chaos on hockey Twitter online. In the province, it'll be war out. I'm seeing comments from friends from Calgary chirping, Edmonton friends chirping Calgary. Like this is the first time people my age didn't know what it was like to see Edmonton Calgary play for anything beyond two points. It didn't happen. This is the first time in 31 years you're getting it. So yeah. There's a lot of tension right now. There's a lot of back and forth chirping. But whoever wins this series, whoever wins, beat Edmonton or Calgary, the bragging rights for the summer are going to be loud. And especially if, say, for example, if it's a sweep or a five-game series, oh my goodness, will the chirping be allowed? Like, if Edmonton runs over Calgary in four games, oh my gosh, okay. I cannot imagine it takes if the Oilers go in there, like, say, for example, if game were like a six-something route for the Oilers, <laughs> Twitter will be fun.
1: Oh, yeah. Do. People fetching in the streets at Edmonton, huh?
2: Yo, don't, <laughs> yo, what Avenue's gonna be lit? What Avenue's gonna be lit? Jasper Avenue's gonna be crazy. <laughs> Millwood's gonna be turned. <laughs> Yo,
1: that's gonna happen. man. people catching bubbles, in, uh I don't know any major streets in Edmonton or in Calgary. I don't know. I don't know how they get down in the, in in Alberta. They don't have Caravana in Alberta, as far as I yeah. Carry West. Oh, they have Carry West. They actually have something. My bad. Yes. I don't want to. Sorry, I don't want to disrespect the uh, Western Canada. You know, Carry West. That sounds cool. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no but it, it is cool it's almost it's like it's almost no. like
3: a mini like it's a mini Stanley Stanley Cup of Alberta right and mm-hmm. I think that that's the huge thing is, is the bragging I'm so envious man I'm so envious of like of Oilers and, and Flames fans because just like the pure bragging rights and yeah Avery you we going to bring the big point is that before like it's only to just just been for like points or like a season series or something but like mm-hmm. now like the game is count and yeah, this is, like, like when when the playoff format went went on, like, this was the series I was hoping took place, and I'm, I'm glad it's happening.
4: Yeah, uh, I'm glad it's happening, too. I, I think I was going to just have a mental breakdown if Jake Ottinger didn't let in a third goal for Calgary, because oh my God. God. I'm, actually, the matchups are pretty good in the second round, but it's not, I it wouldn't have been the same without the Battle of Alberta here. And, and you guys are right. It's like, it's great that these ha- they have the stakes here, the you know the ownership of the of the province and and having this after 31 years I think you guys said it was like it's awesome because it's bragging rights it's real and either way there's going to be something that's like permanent about what happens but I do fear for both these teams uh, after uh, whichever one gets through Uh, Leon Dreisaitl going through a high ankle sprain that's a big issue it's a big issue in this series big issue beyond I don't know if Connor McDavid can just go legend for every night like he did in game six and game seven. That was awesome to watch. Don't know how sustainable it is. But Chris Tanev being out for Calgary is a big, big deal, too. I mean, watching that Dallas series, seeing a lot of Nikita Zadorov and Eric Branson, like too much of those two guys. They're a little thin, too. So maybe the Oilers can take advantage of that, but it looks like, you know, whichever one can sort of win the, uh, the, the attritive aspect and not, get banged up through the course of the series. Cause we know it's going to be a bloodbath. It could be long, could be grueling, whichever one's left standing, you know, might be the, the victor in terms of like how much these two teams might punish each other. But then on the other side of that, it's either Colorado or St. Louis. So we might be looking at the, the Western conference final right there. Pretty much
1: with Edmonton, Connor McDavid, if it's at a point where Leon on is not at hundred percent, man, you're looking at guys like, Jesse Pulley RV he has to step up and the rest of that supporting cast there's I don't think they'll have seen any more pressure than they will in this series, especially if Leon Dreisaitl is just not going to be at a hundred percent for the rest of this series. I could argue, I think there's more pressure on them uh, just because of, you know, every year we, every year we talk about Conor Con- McDavid, Con- we talk about how it's important to maximize what you have of this generational player and try to take advantage of opportunities to, to win. This is only the second time in his career he's been able to advance past the first round so there's that pressure there, but there is for the Flames, too. I mean, Johnny Gaudreau's a free agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
4: That's an interesting question. Like, yeah, I mean, I think I don't know what Johnny Gaudreau wants. I don't know if it changes beating Dallas, but this could be the last ride with with Calgary the way they are. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk is needing a new deal as well. Like, there's a lot of stakes for that team. The Oilers, maybe a, a couple more years where they have, uh, you know, their, their future pretty much locked up with those two guys, and whether it involves Evander Kane, but Zach Hyman under contract, like a lot of guys still under contract. They got to fix a few things, but it feels really important for both teams. I think you make a good point there. I think, I think another thing too, is like, it's interesting that Julian, you're bringing up that the pressure is like on
3: like the Pooley RVs and the the Hymans and stuff to, to add, add extra offense. Like when I'm looking at this series, like I'm just, I'm looking at the difference in goaltending, right? Like that's where I like, so like, that's so like when you, when you brought that up, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I guess I never thought I'm, I'm looking at, Mike Smith versus Jacob Markstrom. Because that's like that's gonna be that's gonna be the key thing there. So it's like you know, can on one hand, can Markstrom hold off, you know, McDavid going legendary mode, and on the other hand, can Mike Smith hold off a line where literally didn't like each of them get 40 goals and Kachuk Lindholm and um and Goudreau that
1: top line in Calgary, all three of them 40 goal scores. Yeah,
3: like can they hold that off? So I think that's what I'm interested to see when it comes to the series.
1: Yeah. Is Duncan Keith going to get obliterated by the Calgary offense?
2: Like it's going to be tough. You mentioned Mike Smith there, Omar. I mean, we saw in game one against the Kings, that horrendous pass in game one that cost them the game. And then we saw again in game five, the two goals that gave the Kings life and then the OT winner. It's tough because there have been some games in the postseason where Mike Smith, yes, has played well. And then there's other games in which he has looked awful. So the, the, the Jekyll and Hyde act cannot work going to the series against the Flames or else this might be a short one in favor of Calgary.
3: Yeah. What was,
4: to, oh, go ahead. we're all going after. Right? Yeah. We're all uh, going. I was actually. just going to say what, what's, what's interesting Avery is like Mike Smith analytically was better than Jacob Markstrom in the first round, but Jacob Markstrom deserves all the credit in the world because you have to be like almost perfect because Jake mm-hmm. Ottinger, Was pretty much perfect the entire series. Like a lot of credit should go to Markstrom for Calgary winning that series because there was so much time spent in a scenario where he couldn't give up a goal or the Flames lose. He was awesome. And what a bargain at six times six Jacob Markstrom ended up being. And then just connect to connect all the points.
3: Like when you think of like a Daryl Sutter playoff team, they want to score first and then lock it down. So if you're Edmonton that already needs to figure out like where the secondary scoring is coming from, if you're down to nothing and then Daryl subtle hits Daryl subtle hits the, okay, we're playing the playoffs now. And just, you know, starts to lock things down and you're struggling for goals. And you have Markstrom who is, should be on a high off of that battle with, with the, with Andre in the first round, like, man, it's going to be a fascinating, it's going to be a fascinating series. Like, like if I'm, if I'm the Oilers, like the, the mantra has to be like score fast and score quick. And then just like try, try your best to see how many opportunities you can get before you know trying to trying to lock it you down yourself. Um, so that'll be interesting.
1: I really hope, though, while I do think Calgary might end up winning this series, I really hope Connor McDavid plays the series of his life.
3: I hope so. I would I,
1: I would love nothing more like that. I keep thinking of that goal, which is actually kind of funny. Just peel back the curtain here. Uh, that 2-0 game, the game seven with the Oilers and the Kings. Admittedly, after the Leafs thing, I fell asleep before the third period. So I only watched the McDavid goal just before I recorded the Yahoo Sport Hockey podcast with Cuth, and I was just in awe. We look at like the list of highlight real goals for McDavid. And the thing about him is that he makes everything look so easy. How many goals can you think of in McDavid's career? where off of pure will, he made something happen. Like, he were not going to stop him. He was just an unstoppable force when he bullied his way to the front of the net to make something happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, I can't get that out of my head. You need plays like that to succeed in the postseason. And to see the joy of him skating to center ice to celebrate the way that he did, that was one of the most fun things I've seen from Conor McDavid. And if he is in that gear now, I would love to see what gear he's able to get to against the Calgary Flames, even if it gets to a point where he might end up being on an island because he's one of those guys where you you kind of have to hope to just contain and not necessarily – if you shut him down completely, that is an incredible job on your part. But there's a possibility the Flames are going to have to just contain McDavid and just hope that someone else could beat them. And it is entirely possible that that could work.
2: It's possible, but like you mentioned Julie. If he gets going, then it's Edmonton three. Like if he gets going, the series is over. over. We saw him and get we saw him in game seven, that 2-0 goal you mentioned right there, where he went behind Sean Dersey. And for the record, Sean Dersey, why'd you stop playing? Like he he stopped playing on that call. Like there was no whistle. Yeah, yes, the late penalty was called, but Dersey turned from the play to argue. Big mistake mm-hmm. right there. And then Andreas asked him to see you. The, McDavid put the puck through his own through his legs to score. He went full blown and one mixtape tour on him to score. <laughs> like yeah. wow. He that was just a next level goal. I mean, that was crazy. Yeah,
3: He's it's, built it's, different. It's, it's Thanos, man. It's, it's it's fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> yeah, and, and exactly. And if he has that mentality like in the second in the second round, man, like like is that is that what you have to do as Daryl Sutter? Like do you have to like do you coach to to contain McDavid and then just like see you know see what the other, what the other lines can do. I don't know.
1: That's going to be fun. Do we, do
3: we, do we want to get into predictions for that series? We might
1: as well get into predictions for each of the playoff series at this point. I say Calgary and seven, just cause I think they have this, they have a better, they, I think they ultimately have the better team. They've been playing the better style suited for the playoffs, but I still think Connor McDavid is going to go off in games but I think at the end of it all, the Calgary Flames will come out on top in the Battle of Alberta. Uh, Cuthbert, where do you see this going?
4: Yeah, I'll take Calgary in six. I think the dry title thing's pretty big, right? Like this isn't Sidney Crosby where it's maybe or maybe not a concussion where you can come back and play anyway, despite it might not being a good thing for your future well-being. Uh, a high ankle sprain is a bad, bad injury for a hockey player. Uh, so if he's not what he can be, like, what they got their backs up against the wall, wall against L.A. Then went nuclear mode and put those two players together. Of course, McDavid had to do it himself in Game Seven. But uh, yeah, I just worry about that because Drysaddle's a stud too. He's just not not just as important, but pretty close too. So I think Calgary, Daryl Center hockey, they'll figure out something for McDavid eventually. Avery, your pick.
2: You know what? It is going to be tough, but if Dry plays, gives them a chance. And this team still does have Zach Hyman, Evander Kane. There are guys who get, uh, kill, kill Yamamoto. He's still on this roster. If this team can put it together, then I'm going to go Edmonton in six.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Edmonton in six. What about you, Omar?
3: Yeah, I'm the same as Cuthbert. Yeah, you know, Flames in six. I think just because the the, the secondary scoring aspect, I think, is so key. And, like you have like, you know that's what the mantra in Calgary is going to be. Score two goals first, lock it down, or try to contain McDavid as much as possible. And Markstrom knows what he's walking into. And I do think, like I don't know, man, like just seeing seeing that exchange between Markstrom and Ottinger in the in the line, just like the pure, just like respect, like game versus game respect. I don't know. I think there's something big big that you can take that you can take from that the, from a series like that, where literally for a long for a, for a long portion of that game. I would not have been surprised if Dallas ended up winning and it would have been because of Jake Ottinger. So I wonder if, I wonder if that, that kind of gives Markstrom a little boost knowing what he's going into knowing that he's going to be facing me David the entire time. So I think that, I think the, I think the, um, you know, the, the more completeness, if you want to call it um of Calgary. And again, you know, dry titles, health definitely sucks as well. So uh, yeah, I'll say Calgary in six too. Absolutely.
1: Uh, just seeing Jacob Markstrom, a reminder that Oilers, The Oilers could have had him too. It just did not work out. They'd have no problems
4: Uh, right now if they got Jacob Markstrom.
1: No, they would be very
4: good. Coasting, coasting. Exactly.
1: Uh, I can't answer for what Rahef would say in the situation. I think it's fair to assume, though, Sam would probably pick the Flames. doesn't seem as if she was rooting much for the Edmonton Oilers (laughs) at all in the Stanley Cup playoffs. What about St. Louis and Colorado? Uh, That might be the closest to what we have of a David versus Goliath situation. The Blues were swept by the Avalanche last year. Uh, could they get swept this year? I highly doubt it. The Blues look a little bit better than they were last year. The Avalanche, this is a make it or break it year. A lot of people are picking them to win the Stanley Cup. I, I think most of us, when we had our, our playoff predictions episode, uh, picked the Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, I see the Avalanche winning this series. Uh, I, I, maybe they'll lose a game or two against the blues they have that depth of scoring all those 20 goal scores I think it's nine on that team it's ridiculous that they have as many goal scores mm-hmm. with the Colorado Avalanche you're talking about Conor McDavid being an and one mixtape Kale McCarr is like like the closest thing we have in the NHL to a point guard on skates he is insane and he could easily dominate this series on his own I think the Colorado Avalanche are winning this in six what about you
2: Avery you say six, Julian, I'm going to say Colorado in five. I think, yes, the Blues do win a game. But again, you mentioned it right there, the amount of guys who scored 20 goals or more in Colorado. You got McKinney, you got Landis Cog, you got the defensive court great. You got Darcy Kemper, who's played well for the Avalanche. I just think it's too much firepower, too bounce of a team for the Blues to overcome. Even though St. Louis, yes, is a better team, I still think it's way too much. We saw Colorado just swat aside the Predators. We saw them say, hey, Roman Yossi, 90 points. Gone. Nice. Death. <laughs> we nah. saw the Avalanche just brush them off like a little gnat. So I'm going to go abs and five.
3: Omar. Yeah, man. I Colorado has to be the, the worst team to play against because the waves, the waves of offense, like wave after wave. And then even on the blue line, you have so many defensemen who can move the puck and make plays. So, like, yeah, I I don't see St. Louis winning this. Like, yeah, just, you know, same thing. Pick Colorado win the Cup. I'll say Colorado. Why not? I'll say them in five, too. Let's spice things up.
1: Ooh, okay.
4: Also, right. fives and sixes. Cuff, are you going different? Uh, Different in the number, for sure, because I think St. Louis could be very, very competitive. Uh, I mean, I think for both teams, the first round went about as good as it possibly could. I guess St. Louis could have won in four or five like Colorado did, but, like, To expect that would have been, I think, silly given the quality of the opponent. So getting through Minnesota the way that they did, uh, I don't think we should sleep on them. We shouldn't sleep on the demons either that Colorado has in the second round. If they meet some adversity, are they going to be able to overcome it? Uh, I think they will eventually, even though the team isn't like materially different than it was before. I guess the goaltending situation has improved, but they folded just last year in in a similar situation versus a similar team. And the Vegas Golden Knights, so it could happen again, but I, I think it's their time this year. So I will continue to pick Colorado, and uh we'll go six.
1: Also, not so bold prediction: Nazem Kadri will not be suspended during this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. Not exactly. so bold. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I, I hope
3: not. I hope not, man. Just, just for him. I yeah. I wanted, I want to see him play throughout like an entire playoff series be a key contributor because again he just he just makes the team more dangerous right you know that again that ocean wave effect and if you take the if you take that out like you know it's not saying like you're gonna lose the series but like you know it it takes away from that strength if he's not in the lineup so believe in you Nas
1: okay let's get to the eastern conference series and this is where things might get a little interesting let's start with the battle of florida that's a series i'm eagerly looking to watch the lightning they did what they did the Florida Panthers kind of wobbled against the Capitals, but they're still the Florida Panthers. Could we see them beat the crap out of each other like they did last year? That's a very good question. I at first thought that the winner of the Leafs Lightning Series would win over the Florida Panthers. If the Leafs won that series, I would pick the Leafs over the Panthers, But I think with the injuries and how banged up the Lightning are right now, I mean, Braden point, as of right now, is doubtful to play game one. I don't know how many games he's going to get in this series. I think health is going to hurt the Tampa Bay Lightning. We already saw in the first round, Andre Vasilevsky is human. He allowed the one goal in game seven, but that's still a lot for a guy who had shutout after shutout after after shutout in the deciding game of a seven-game series. I'm going to pick the Florida Panthers to win this series in seven. We're going to get a really good series out of this. Uh, Cuff, where are you leaving?
4: Uh Both teams look vulnerable, definitely, in the first round. Uh, but one looked vulnerable against a pretty mediocre team, I think, in the Washington Capitals. And the other looked vulnerable against, I think, a very, very good team, despite history repeating itself in the Toronto Maple Leafs, so... I'm going to go with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning to win in seven games. Uh, I'm not picking against them until they lose. You're going to hang yeah. plus money on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I will continue to take it. Uh, so, Tampa, seven games over Florida. The battle of, uh, what is it, Canadian Florida? Canadian Florida? It, <laughs> it could be Canadian
1: Florida. Yeah, Canadian Florida or, or I don't know, whatever. Canadian Alberta, or American I guess. Or, or
4: tech-
1: Alberta. American Alberta or <laughs> I don't know what they call it. But uh, this is interesting. Because uh, for those who watch or listen to the Alex sports hockey podcast or have been following the McKenzie Cuthbert or sorry, the Cuthbert McKenzie uh, confidence challenge. If you uh, win it, we'll thing. change it for next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe in terms of our picks, this is where
4: we defer in terms of Maybe teams, that we're differ taking. on the other one, too, I think. But we'll get that in a second. Yeah, we'll get to the other one. Uh, Avery, your pick. You know what, this is going to be a very
2: fun series. T- and first of all, how did Alberta become Florida? We're Texas. We're not Florida. We're Texas.
1: All the oil like and <laughs> cowboy stuff. You're Texas.
2: Exactly. You're both. You're both. <laughs> wow. That's not the province, Justin. <laughs> but anyway. hey, I was born there. I know. Oh, yeah, anyway. my, my picture. Though. I'm going to, you know what, though? The Florida Panthers, yes, they're vulnerable. Yes, they should have. they should have beaten Washington in an easier fashion, though. But I, it, for me, it's hard to go against um, Ekblad. It's hard to go against what they had with Barkov, even Carter Verhage. Carter Verhage had three game-winning goals against the Capitals. The first time in a decade someone did that in a single series in a row. So I'm going to go for the Florida Panthers. I'm going to say it in seven, though. Tampa Bay, they're the, they're the back-to-back and second champions. They'll not be an easy out by any means. But I'm going to go Florida in seven.
3: Okay, Omar. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Tampa in seven, man. Um, the the main the main um I guess boost or or positive about Tampa in the playoffs. People say it all the time. They can win in different ways. They can blow you out. They can they can shut it down defensively. And I and I think when it comes to this series, given what they have, Braden Point not will not play. I don't know what the Kucherov situation was. I remember, like you know, the broadcast was saying he was going through something in Game Seven, and you know, as you know, the beginning of the game he didn't really look himself. There's some times in the in the series early he didn't look himself. Maybe that's an option, but like you said, it Andre Vasilevsky looked human in Round One. I don't think Andre Vasilevsky looked human in game, in Round Two, man. I think I think he knows he probably could have been better, and I think he'll. I think that'll that'll be a huge difference. And but again, to respect the the offensive just force that Florida is, I think it won't be easy. So, buddy, I'm still, I'm going to say lightning in seven. Okay. I love the split for the battle
1: of Florida. So we're down to the Rangers and the Carolina hurricanes. I'm actually picking the Rangers to do it in seven. I liked how the Rangers came back with all the resiliency in the world in that series against Pittsburgh. And Hey, look, if it wasn't for that overturned goalie interference calling game one, I still think this is a completely different series and the Rangers might still win that. They still have the likely Vezina winner in Igor Shesterkin. You're talking about how Vasilevsky might not look human, might not look human in round two. I'm kind of counting on Igor Shesterkin to pick up his game in the second round. So I'm going to pick the Rangers to beat the Carolina Hurricanes. We're very good defensively, but I think the Rangers might have what it takes to kind of get a bit of an upset here just because the Rangers are still kind of far back and the Canes are still a little bit higher in the hierarchy of, compa- of competing teams. I think the Rangers might have a bit of a surprise in this one. This could go the distance as well. Uh, Omar, who are you picking?
3: Yes, I, I'm team Rangers all the way, 100%. I, I love that team. I that was like <laughs> the, the Rangers are the one team that I have like some emotional investment towards, but you know and you know it was nice to see them win after my team didn't. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think again the, you know the, the offensive weapons are there. Igor Shosturkin, I think will be a, will be a key, a key player there. Um, But yeah, man, I just there's the all all I guess logic will tell you that is that is the Hurricanes because of the system and the way that they play and they have they deserve that reputation They are a amazing team a well coached team, but there's the Rangers man, they have that Disney magic there's always a there's always a team every year that has some Disney magic, I see Troy Bolton in the locker room. You're know, you always Give using High School Musical yes. as the yes, reference. Yes, I do. Yes, I but do. Film and the you Washington. know what? Yes, I do. What team? Wildcats. And I think the Rangers are going to take this one. I think it'll be close, though. There'll have to be some, some battle back. So I'll say Rangers in seven.
1: Before we get to Avery Cuthbert's pick, Omar, rank all three High School Musical movies for best three, to worst. One, three, two. That That was no very hesitation. quick no hesitation at all. I, you
3: know, all I i may or may not have had this debate once twice a couple of times <laughs>
1: for what it's worth the, the original actually still is the best of all three all the other ones are just a bunch of extra fluff there's nothing that captures the original with seeing uh troy gabriella do their thing even though in the original they barely use zach Efron's actual singing voice which is a crime because he could actually sing yeah should have actually used it yeah. anyway it's an uh, interesting, cuff, interesting debate, for sure. Yes. Let before this turns into the high school musical podcast, cuff, give <laughs> us your
4: prediction. Well, I'm reminded I'm old every time we do this show and we were I did I where I was earlier with you know thirty-one years ago Battle of Alberta, and I am with high school musical every time because it precedes my childhood, like or uh, I, my childhood rather precedes high you school. You weren't musical. even up on SpongeBob. Exactly. No idea what you guys are talking about. No idea because I was definitely wow. not. Watching High School Musical when I was what twenty five <laughs> when it came out. Anyway, um, <laughs> Carolina. That's romps. not true. You were you not twenty five
1: in High School Musical. No, you were not twenty five in High School. No, I music don't know when it That's, came out, but I was definitely was too old to Maybe fifteen.
4: Okay, maybe Carolina romps. Yes, Carolina is the better team. Uh, if you're looking at like the difference in terms of like how these teams match up analytically, it's not even close. We saw the flaws in New York when Schusterkin wasn't Schusterkin. If he is Schusterkin, it's close. If he's not, Carolina crushes them. I guess to pick them in five, they got to start winning on the road and they haven't done that yet, but I'll pick them to pretty comfortably win this game or win this series because I just think they're, uh, they might be the best team in the Eastern Conference, but I think they're better than New York pretty pretty easily. Averitt.
2: You know, it's a good point, Justin made that winning on the road is gonna to be tough for the Rangers. They haven't done that yet, but I am going to go the New York Rangers in this series wow. in wow. Seven. In wow. Seven. Wow. If he's on point, it is going to be a battle. It's gonna be a fun series. And you know, I, I love Adam Fox, I love Chris Kreider. The 50 the 52 goal season out of nowhere. Who had him putting home 52 goals? I love, New York. I love what they're doing. I think New York finds a way to win this series. And you know what? Hey, how much fun would it be once again to see Madison Square Garden on full display in a possible cup final if they do get past, if they do make it all the way? I mean, I would love to see Madison Square Garden on display in a cup final series. That would be fun to watch. So, zero York in seven.
1: Sam Rosen uh, calling the Artemi Panarin OT winner. That was a really fun call to hear. One of the more underrated play-by-play guys in our game, seeing him on a lengthy playoff run for the New York Rangers. That would be really awesome to see. I did not expect as many people to pick the Rangers.
4: I know. Since I'm on an island, if the Rangers win, I'll watch uh, Omar's choice of high school musical movies as punishment.
3: Oh as, wait, as as punishment.
2: again, we're all in this, this together. Together. <laughs> What,
3: what yeah. I will say, what I will say, as a, as a slight little thing, and you know, we're not go gonna, not gonna turn, turn this into a huge debate because you know, maybe you should make a high school musical time. I don't know. Um, they did make the same movie three times. Yeah. Plot, I mean, they the added plot, some extra stuff. The plot's the exact same. The entire if you I, I had that realization one day, one day I decided um, with a couple of friends, we made a marathon of the three movies back to back. And after I was like, Have you noticed how this always happens, and that always happens, and then that always happens? I think they made the same movie three times.
1: Is Troy so, you know, always just- picked is Troy always picking between music and basketball? In each of the bo- yeah, he hey, is. Hey, hey. Does, Gabriella, does Gabriella? Does <laughs> Gabriella
3: always find a way to break up with him? Oh damn!
1: Okay, well at the very, we're not spoiling everything for Cuthbert. Okay, like it came
2: out ten years ago already. If you like, come on, Cuthbert, do you like, have, we'll simple, have a younger A movie?
4: I don't. It missed you, th- but I, but oh. if the Rangers win, I'll watch it. Let's just don't just don't spoil it for me.
3: Wow, can, so we, can we cause... set? Can we set that up a live stream? For customer, <laughs> customer I, really watching, watch... I would be the first viewer, and I would be there the entire time. The entire time, like, Yo, oh, that would be so. If... Fun. I think.
1: I think. I'll write a should, review too. I think we should actually. <laughs> yeah. This should actually be like a nice Cuthbert house party thing. Like he just streams all the movies. Everyone who's in Toronto, I mean Avery, I know you can get. I down would fly there. in. I'll do it. I'll drive or whatever. We can (laughs) all binge watch High School Musical together
3: and see how Cuthbert reacts to this. I'm actually genuinely curious. Cuthbert reacts. Oh my god. I can see it. Yo, that would be be amazing. I'm so (laughs) down for that. I'm so down for that. Cuthbert, do you have a singing voice? Go Hurricanes. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if the Rangers win, warm up your pipes. Okay. Mm. okay there's gonna be a lot of singing we'll do the sing
3: along we'll do the dance along we'll we'll watch the behind the scenes like all that stuff oh my god i I I I bet i
1: bet omar (laughs) i bet omar knows at least one of the dance routines
3: probably yes you do
1: yes you do yes you do i guess you do you out here dancing on tables to the status quo
3: I may or may not have watched. Uh, for our Canadian for our Canadian listeners, the Family Channel had something called Popcorn Picks on Fridays. Yes, I may or may not have indulged in a High School Musical dance along, where they teach you the dances as the movie's going Damn. along. This is
1: incredible! This is incredible! You are a cinephile when it comes to the High School Musical trilogy. <laughs> oh. You are impressive. I know if they ever go about rebooting that franchise, I know who to call. <laughs> Imagine. To reboot just, the front
2: <laughs> I, I would think, be the. Speaking of singing, though, speaking of singing, though, if the Rangers win and mash up Justin's pick, speaking of singing, oh, it'll be the end of the road. Boys and girls,
1: it'll
2: be the, end, the end, end of the road. For if the Rangers win. <laughs> I don't know
4: how you shoehorn that in, but you did I don't
1: it. know how you did that, <laughs> you did boys, to boys to bed.
2: Boys to
1: bed. That is incredible, man. I oh. mean, dude, I mean, you got the hat already. You you already look like you could be part of a boy band. Oh my god, that'd be so Coming funny. I mean the
2: new Drew Hill.
4: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> you just like, you the new Cisco, you had dire hair.
4: Man, I Drew Hill Cisco is my time. Now we're now we're talking.
1: <laughs> By the way, if uh, anyone's interested now that this podcast has gone off the rails I'll wrap this up soon, but uh, you should watch the Vice doc on uh, the Thong song from Cisco That is an enthralling Amazing. 30 minutes on how Amazing. that song yeah. came together You did 30 minutes on that
4: song? Dude, mm-hmm.
1: it's, Dude. It's, it's incredible everything yeah. that got pieced together for how that song like like the, the backstories for everything right. It is worth your time If you're not going to watch High School Musical, at least watch that doc
4: no. all right
1: we've recommended enough pop culture to justin cuthbert let's wrap this up uh omar thank you for being such a good sport today uh it's not an easy day for toronto maple leafs fans look i get it we don't really have any words and we know you don't want to hear them we understand your anger are you reading the tampa, tampa bay tweet it.
3: are you reading the everything tampa bay you're tweet? feeling oh we God. get
1: it <laughs> It's not the ending you imagined. It's certainly not the one you wanted, but we oh. thank you and all the other Toronto Maple Leafs fans who oh. watched Zone time for being there the
3: rest of the way. You are appreciated. Oh. Maybe they need to send a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. that, yes. that poor social media person would get, would get roasted alive. Oh, they'd get fried. Oh, my God. If they posted <laughs> it, they'd have to turn out the comments. There's no like (laughs) it would make them even weaker, they just get fried on quote tweets. Yeah, it will literally be that, um, that meme that meme with uh Christian Bale's like, oh, yes, yes. Now let's look at the quote tweets, like, it will literally be that. It would be a a mess if Sam would like that.
1: Sam would be a viral sensation off of whatever she would roast the Leafs with, even though she wanted the Leafs to win.
3: No, it's okay, I respect it. I respect the hustle, appreciate the passion. The passion will be back hopefully next year
1: passion will return for the 2022-2023 NHL season. But in the meantime, we'll focus on all the other Canadian and American teams left in the Stanley Cup playoffs and all the predictions and all the fun stuff here on Zone Time. For Avery, Omar, Koff, I'm Julian. We'll be back next week with a brand spanking new episode of Zone Time. Thanks so much for listening.